0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. If you've had a paranormal or a spiritual experience, and you'd like to be on the show, or you just want to come on and talk about some unconventional topics, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com, or find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. And uh, yeah, send me a message there, and we'll figure out a way to get you on the show. I've been on... Uh bunch of different shows lately and i was talking with ryan dean over at dangerous world podcast and uh you know after we were talking after the show and whatnot and i just think it's we, we were kind of talking about how important it is to kind of grow this community and shout out some people so i'm gonna do a quick little shout out to some uh some other podcasts that i i enjoy listening to and i've been on and whatnot so you know, and I'm going to shout out more people in other episodes and whatnot. So this isn't like, don't take it personal if I didn't get you this round. I'm going to just a few off the top of my head on some shows I've been on. But shout out to Ryan at Dangerous World. Shout out to Matt over at the Great Deception podcast. Shout out to Davey Wavy at the Red Pill Cartel. Shout out to Ghost at My Third Eye podcast. Uh, shout out to Andy over at the Deep Share and shout out to randy (laughs) random randy at the red thread podcast these are all shows i've been on uh, guests i've had on here shows i enjoy listening to so i highly recommend everyone go show those shows some love and uh yeah you won't be disappointed everyone's putting out amazing content so with that being said i'm going to talk about this episode so this episode I have uh, Declassified Dave from the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour podcast. Now these guys reached out to me uh, through Instagram. I had never heard of their show. I listened to a few episodes and it's it's a really cool show. You know they cover a bunch of different topics and the banter is always amazing. There's three, three main hosts. You know only Declassified Dave could make it on this episode but they cover a bunch of cool topics. Uh, they went over like exorcisms uh the salem witch trials the titanic um crop circles that was one of my <laughs> favorite ones i heard from them they covered the loch ness monster a bunch of different stuff and uh yeah it's a really cool fun show um you can check out their website they have a patreon and everything too but you can the one-stop shop is their website www.hushhushsociety.com uh, this was a fun episode, guys. Uh, only Dave could make it on. And before the show, we were kind of talking. And he's like, yeah, I might have one or two paranormal experiences that we can go into. And then, you know, an hour and a half later, we, we went over a bunch of different stories. It's always really fun when uh, you start talking and then you start remembering things and bouncing stories back and forth. So this was a fun episode. Uh, i not going to give too much away. He's got some cool paranormal experiences with uh, some with a shadow entity and some some other stuff too like i just hope you guys enjoy the episode and yeah definitely check out the hush hush society conspiracy hour podcast their website is www.hushhushsociety.com uh check their show out it's it's a lot of fun and i hope you guys enjoy this episode all right Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have a very special guest. I have Mr. Declassified Dave from the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour podcast. Uh, We might be joined by uh, Mystery Mike as well. But um, yeah, this is a new podcast to me. They reached out last week's, I I believe it was last week sometime, and I listened to a few episodes and I really enjoy the banter. So uh, Dave, how are you tonight?
1: Good, good. I'm doing well. Uh, good, uh, happy to be on the show. We always get excited about jumping on other people's shows instead of talking to each other all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> so so Dave, what got you... You were just explaining to me the uh, the original name of the podcast. Do you want to tell my audience <laughs> what it was before you <laughs> whittled it down to the Hush Hush Society? Uh, yeah,
1: it was... <laughs> Well, yeah. Now it's five words. Uh, it was like twenty something words. It was Mystery Mike and Declassified Dave's Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour, featuring Slick Frank Sanders and the Molly Watt Band, which we still incorporate that Molly Watt Band thing in one of our Patreon episodes. But uh, it was a whole thing. We thought we were gonna have Muppets on the show and shit. It was. It was. It was. It was. A, a product of isolation and being locked in our houses.
0: <laughs> it's, it's awesome though. Um, so what got you into conspiracies before we dive in any paranormal stuff? What got you into conspiracies and, uh, what got you into the podcast world? Conspiracies, uh, a lot of my friends, but my dad was definitely, uh,
1: one of those, not a, not a deep conspiracy theorist, but, uh, would always be like ah that's bullshit you know it's mm-hmm. just real real quick on uh dismissing certain things and forced me as a young child to watch things like the x-files and you know all these all these especially alien stuff he was very heavy into that he had a bunch of books uh con- like a conspiracy book from the 70s which i wish i still had but i i don't um and then when it comes to the way i talk conspiracy now is mostly with mike i've i've known mike for about 17 years and frankie is his brother so a lot of people don't really know that that the dynamic is a whole lifetime of of knowing each other i, I met frankie when he was like three or four although he doesn't remember it but <laughs> but we have uh, known each other for a while and all the times that we did talk and if we're not if we're, we're not in the same time zone right now but when we do talk it's always did you see that did you see this and uh the it getting into the the podcasting portion of it mike had a show called quiet on the set which was a sci-fi movie uh podcast for a while in 2019 and going into 2020 and it was a really cool show and i was i went on a couple couple shows with him on there and it ended up ending and he's like oh well i want to do something different so we decided to kind of you know take our twenty-two, twenty-three word name and cut it down to five and spent, spent a couple months really making the concept of the show and wanting it to be really informative when it comes to our research but on top of it we want to make stupid jokes and
0: yeah, it's, of... heli- it's absolutely hilarious. And, like <laughs> I said, I love the banter, but appreciate that. <laughs> and you guys have had some. You've been doing it for how long now? About a little over a year,
1: or? Uh, yeah, we started in August of twenty twenty. Nice. That's so a year and a half or so. We've gotten done... we we just did our fortieth, fortieth episode. We have about fifty when it comes to some cryptid segments that we have, and we have some guest segments where we've had some pretty, pretty cool people on. We're working on getting some. Even cooler folks. But we've had most of the guests that we've had on have blown the top of my head off
0: because I was looking through your uh, playlist before and you've had like David Icke on. You've had, uh... yeah, David Icke was a, was a,
1: we we worked for months to get David Ike and it's still, I believe, our best
0: playing episode. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was a wild one. And you've had Bruce Fenton. Uh, I just saw Matt Landman. It's your most recent episode. So yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. I I like the, um, the debriefings, you know, where you just kind of go over stuff. I listened to the crop circle one. I listened to the Loch Ness monster simulation theory. So these are all things we can kind of dive into, but uh, what is your, like on those debriefings, like what would you say is your, was your favorite one to kind of go into
1: Uh, crop? Well, you said crops, crop circles is a really good one. I felt like we, we, had a lot of banter on that one Mm -hmm. and we're in we're in true form uh titanic uh conspiracy one was i think it was in the 20s it was 20 no it might have been like our 17th episode it was about a year ago that was a a riot to to record uh and also also learning through the research through the couple weeks before the episodes when when we when we do our all our research and compile it together we uh just seeing some of these conspiracies you're like man like what if this was real so i think like the titanic was definitely an eye-opening one simulation theory was one that we're actually probably going to expand on in the future with some more episodes on it because we only kind of regurgitated about like a tenth of the research that mike did so that's that one was interesting crop circles was fun um, I think some of our ones that are really distasteful are the m- more fun because <laughs> we, 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 we do edit our shows unless they're live, but we, we keep, we keep in what we need. And if anybody has listened to us, we, we can get, we can get pretty distasteful. We've gotten some, some good hate mail uh, <laughs> and, but you know, some justified, some not, but we're going to do a couple of revisits on some on some big conspiracies like one that I feel like we didn't give it justice it's going to hurt to say it but it was flat earth we we really just kind of pooped on the subject for an hour and a half and we want to try to find somebody that's a part of that community that we can actually have a conversation with and sit down and give it a little bit more justice but Favorite Reach out episode.
0: to uh, Flat Earth Dave. He goes on everyone's show. Did you oh, guys yeah? have him on? Yeah, he, uh, he actually no, contacted me to come on, and I tried everything to just keep him off of Flat Earth. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to it. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, again, that's, that's it's one of my best, uh, most viewed episodes. You know, uh, I've kind of changed my opinion on Flat Earth. I was really into it for a while, and now, honestly, I just don't even think it really matters. <laughs> you know, I think there's more important stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: important things. But um, but yeah, no, we I'm glad you like the debriefings because that's the meat and potatoes of the show. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's really what we we spend a lot of time making sure that those are the best they possibly can be. So and that's what the show was only going to be before we started to have like explosions of oh, let's do this and let's do that, and now we have too
0: much to do so (laughs) yeah man it's like i said i hope i can help promote it in any way because i think you guys are absolutely hilarious but um yeah so everyone check check this show out they do basically just like roundtable shit talk you know but you do guys you do have a lot of good information in there and stuff too so i appreciate listening to it i'm a new fan um but we were just talking before what i like to get into on my show is the paranormal so you said you have a couple paranormal stories, and one's a little weird. So, this is called Upstate Unconventional. I like to talk about unconventional things, and yeah, if you want to share your paranormal experience, that would be awesome. Ah, uh, my biggest one, I want to say,
1: because most of my paranormal experiences, from what I can recall, you know, I've had, I've had like weird craft sightings so I guess you can consider and maybe consider that in the paranormal realm but I would call it more of like UFO sightings and they've been really strange. But one that's all the things for paranormal things for me have always just been shadows. And that's something that's been constant is like dark shadows. And one big one I was at I was at a band practice at my friend's house. This was in uh, in New Britain, Connecticut. And it was in two thousand and three or so. I was like a was a senior, junior, senior in high school, or maybe had just graduated high school. And we were playing band practice, and this kid that um, I'm I won't mention his name, but if anybody that knows me that listens to this and either has been in the room or has been in this house, they have like a holy water dish right when you walk in, because his dad has told us all these stories about faces coming through the walls because he lived there since the early 60s or so and interesting this basement has always been notorious for like weird happenings and i was like always kind of like on guard because it was very one side of the basement was a band practice space with some stairs going to the kitchen and then the other side of the basement was like a almost like a den with a, a bed and like almost like a second apartment but it was very cluttered
0: that's very and, interesting. Cause I grew up in a raised ranch and it was almost the exact same setup. And yeah, my dad had uh, his little studio there in the, he called it the wood shop, but dude, so many weird things happen in that basement. And I don't mean to cut you off. We, we can get into my stuff afterwards, but it's just, it, the synchronicities are interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the, or you're in, you're in in New York, right? Correct. Yep, Upstate yeah. New York. Yeah. My, my dad is was grew up in a uh, Poughkeepsie for a while, okay, and the whole that whole area but uh yeah i've I think it's the proximity of the area. it's just a old lots of history, and mm-hmm. lots of dead people come with a lot of history so uh and I grew up in a very kind of rural area of Connecticut for the first half. Until of my teenage years, until I, I moved into the the New Britain area, and there's still the houses were you know they had plaques on them from the 1600s, 1700s. So you already knew that that house had changed hands many, many, many times, and this house was one of them. It was one of those historical society plaques, and the the stories that his dad used to tell were were just bananas, like like arms and faces and the bathtub filling up with blood like weird weird stories never saw anything crazy like that but we were at band practice one day and i was sitting on a stool facing the stairs and one of my guitar players was sitting on the steps just playing and we thought my friend's little brother was home the door to the kitchen opened so you saw the light and then all of a sudden it, it shut quick And we were like, oh man, maybe he's up on the stairs. So I'm like looking on the stairs. And it it happened pretty quickly. This it looked like some it looked like the shape of a person, because there was no lights on the stairs, but we had like Christmas lights and you know, dim lighting in the basement. And he's like maybe three or four steps above my friend and crouching down and just staring at me. And it was just like this dark, just figure. No, no definite like features or anything. And then I went to go move up and it shot upward and stood up and I'm like pointing at my, my guitar player. And I'm like, yo, do you see, do you see that up there? And we, you can't hear anything. Cause we're playing. So I stopped the drummer stopped. Everybody's like, what's going on? And I was like, do you see that? And everybody was like, no, I don't see anything. He turned around. There was nothing there, but my drummer is so used to it. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing that walks around the house. And he was just jaded by it. And that, that always freaked me out. Cause he's like, Oh, there's somebody standing over there and you would look and there'd be nothing. But I actually like saw this and we started playing again and it came, made the same motion, sat on a step right behind, right behind my friend and I'm pointing at it. And then I just go to get up and it shoots up the stairs door opens, door shuts. And we were like, that was, I was like, dude, that was not your little brother. And he's like, Oh no, that was, that was the, the, person that walks around at night and stuff and i I mean for him it was completely normal or for me that was one of the strangest experiences i've ever had because it was literally a person but it was just darker than dark
0: very weird stuff that one was weird that's insane man I, i mean i've had i had sleep paralysis my whole life and i would see shadow i would call them shadow entities in my room but they never had a form. It was just like a big black mass. But my wife last year in the house we're in now, she actually saw and still to this day, she won't go up to our bedroom and like shut the blinds or anything at night. She was closing the blinds <clears throat> and uh, she saw like the way our room is set up. If she's looking out the one window and the doors open, like the hallways right there and my son's room is right there. And he's, he was three years old at the time. He's four now. and she went to close the blind and she saw a reflection of like a little kid standing there. And she thought it was my son, like, like sleepwalking out in the hallway or something. And she turned around and there's nothing there and looked back and then wasn't there anymore. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think these shadow things are? Do you think they're ghosts? Do you think they're demonic entities? Like, I think, I think Mike and I have
1: a really, we've, we have this conversation a lot. Anytime we talk about this, with anybody it's always uh, I don't necessarily think that things that we see are in the physical yeah like our we're people in the past I think that's the I think it's comforting to think that to be like oh you know that's just it's just my uncle you know creeping around the house but I think that just makes us not freak out but when you have things like sleep paralysis and you know dark entities and or anything that you see you know while you're either asleep or awake like like what i saw completely conscious of seeing this just dark humanoid thing i i personally think that we're probably dealing with interdimensional things entities but more so than i think the spirit spirit world is is a lot a, I think spirit world, I don't want to offend anybody, is a human thing, I think, in, in our, the way we think about things. And I think we, we might have saw something like that, but I think a lot of these things are interdimensional. Even, even demons, I think, could be an interdimensional and less of on the spiritual or on the, the religious aspect of things. I think they could just be something that's coming through a whole, you know, you pop through that one portal and boom you're right there and
0: creeping on somebody while they're sleeping. Yeah. I, I tend to believe that too, you know, because it's just, how does it, how is it there? And then gone in a second, you know, I don't, it's like when it comes to ghosts and stuff too, I, I kind of believe it's almost like a glitch in the matrix, you know, like it's something, maybe it's a past memory replaying itself. I, I but it's See, just, that, that we talked about
1: in simulation theory. That's mm-hmm. one of those things where you're like, oh well if it's a glitch what at what timeline am I looking at and why is that crossing paths with my energy right here you know that's that's definitely strange I do have a couple other times more recently since I've moved to California where it happened in not my current apartment but or the apartment before three apartments in a row where I'd always see I'd be laying in a bed with a my ex-girlfriend and i'd be laying in bed with her and i'd always see and she would see it too where it looked like something dark was just like creeping around the corner you know just peering its head and it was always in like the bedroom bathroom just creeping out and i was just like man there's something's following me or you know (laughs) it's it's or it's the same thing i saw in my friend's basement you know almost 20 years ago you know so but it's it's strange, but I haven't seen it since. And it's almost like it is strange that a lot of the times that you do see it were around like 2.30 to 3.30 in the morning. That's there's something something weird about that. I don't know, but because time is like the clock we interpret as a human thing. So just the, the timing of that. I mean, it might just be. I don't know, but a lot of those times have been at at the.
0: The witching hour, I guess you'd say. Yeah, there, there's but. definitely something to that time. I've had weird experiences at night. 243 is a time that pops up a lot for me. Uh 323, and then of course 333. three. 33, I've, I've had that happen multiple times, like wake up and just get like either you wake up in sleep paralysis or you just get that weird vibe, you know. And I used to do nighttime security <clears throat> at a horse show in my uh, hometown and it was a pretty big horse show it was show horses and stuff and there was one barn and it was like they used it for foreign horses to like keep them quarantined from all the other horses it was all the way down and it was kind of like down this little hill and stuff and like clockwork man it would turn 3 23 a.m and these horses would all go ballistic in this barn no lights would go on or anything it just i don't know what it was But I used to hate doing that, like three to four o'clock shift where you have to walk through and check on everything because it was weird, man.
1: (laughs) Barns are barns are pretty horrific. I grew up next to a dairy farm and I've seen some barns at night and yeah, especially when you're in the middle of nowhere or something. That's and you've got those animals that don't speak to you that are like Mm -hmm. going ballistic. But I've gotten three thirteen and three twenty three. There's something about the two. The beginning number and the third number being three o'clock it's it's kind of a, a strange a str- it's very it's very strange especially since i've seen those and it's very quick it's like it's almost like your eyes tricking you but you're like dude i know what i saw like mm-hmm. i know i saw somebody looked like somebody peered around the corner at me and if i have somebody else telling me they saw it too when they woke up then can't explain that but yeah, i think man. we're i think we're we're rifting the matrix i think that's what's happening it's been happening a lot more recently i think we we entered
0: the twilight zone quite a while ago but yeah i mean you hear a lot of the like spiritual people and stuff they talk like the veil is thinning and i, I tend to believe it man because weird stuff is happening i mean let alone just the stuff that's going on in the world right now but like I, there's just like I don't know if it's a dimensional shift, some type of shift, but it's bizarre. More and more people are seeing strange things or, or becoming aware of it. I would say they're like noticing stuff more.
1: I think a lot of people have more access to information, but think about the power we generate. Like what, what, you know, on like a universal level, like with our planet and the energy around it. And even in our solar system, how much energy are we actually artificially creating on Mm. our own because when we're we're just it's it's never ending when you're talking about even when we talked with matt landman like him explaining the way that cell phone waves go especially with 5g it's like we're we're putting i mean there's 7.8 billion people on the planet and at least 6 billion of us got cell phones Mm -hmm. so everybody's playing with that and on top of the blankets of satellites we have and all our power systems and everything from the cars that we drive it's we we generate a lot of energy so maybe with more energy we're tapping into other energy maybe it makes it
0: easier yeah or it's just
1: we're in the twilight
0: zone. yeah (laughs) i don't know i mean do you get into like or, or think about the uh this the whole cern thing and the world kind of shifting in 2012 and them opening something up or going into another timeline or any of that stuff.
1: I feel like that could be a possibility. I always say about like December, December, you know, December 21st, 2012, I guess the, the, I always made the joke that it was going to be this, this December. I got the, the numbers wrong. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but, but I, for me personally, um, december 21st 2012 was a major shift in my life because uh it on january 9th a couple weeks later my dad passed away so i was just like okay like so now for me after everything that's happened since then in the last nine years i think around us has got taken a downward spiral like society you know everything everything going on uh I've lost a few other friends that were younger than me, and so I'm like, man, maybe we are in this dark, or at least some people they they intertwined with another dimension because they opened up something or an alternate universe. That's you're the same person, and but certain things happen. You don't meet you don't meet your wife, or you don't you know have this child, or you know your you your your friends are still alive, but they're somewhere else. I always tell my I always tell Mike, actually, I was like, you know, maybe cause Mike was always hell bent about moving, moving, uh, to the Boston area. And then right when 2012 happened, he moved to San Diego, California. And I was like, damn, that was a polar, maybe it was a different Mike. <laughs> and then he's, he's back on the East coast now, but you know, I was like, that's a, that's kind of a weird parallel. I think like the way people, way we made make decisions and, uh, yeah. ever since then I feel like that's like a defining moment because maybe the, the the hype of the date we all hyped it up but I feel like a lot changed for me personally so that that could be you know there's those those, those jerks over at CERN opened up a wormhole with bad energy yeah
0: it's, <laughs> it's so interesting to think about because like I was in my junior year of college in 2012 and that's when I and I was into the whole you know Mayan calendar thing and everything and I I definitely put some energy into that and yeah like that that next year I was just I was over school I went to be a teacher and I just hated it I I, I was already starting to hate the program I was in but then when I graduated in 2013 it was just like nah, I don't want anything to do with this I got my degree and everything like that but right after it I went and, uh, moved down to South Carolina and lived on a boat for a little bit. It was just a complete different, like I had to get out of the teaching system. And then I ended up going back into it for a little bit, but yeah, it's just, it makes you wonder what like the Mandela effect and stuff. Like I was just talking to, uh, Matt from the great deception podcast. Uh, we did an episode and we were talking about some of the Mandela effects and kind of like you said, people, it's like certain people got on the train or got off the train. I don't know how you want to phrase that, but like certain people noticed it and other people are just from that other timeline. Like I always joke around with like my wife and my mother-in-law because my father-in-law is definitely like in the matrix, you know, like we, we were going through the list of like all the Mandela effects when we were saying stuff like, how do you spell Febreze? And he like, every single one of them he was like oh no it was always the berenstein bears or it was like febreze only has one e and we were like no febreze always had two e's in it and it's just i don't know do you look into the mandela effect at all or
1: that's something we're definitely going to cover a little bit deeper we've talked about it a few times Mm -hmm. uh but yeah that's that's you do me and maybe it's just maybe it's just the way we're wired as human beings we see it once one way like you're in the store and you see the one E on the bottle and you're just like, Oh, whatever. Like, that's how it goes as a kid or something. But may, what if that person's entered, you know, it's this, it's this you're dealing with two. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so it's very difficult to explain to how two universes would kind of collide in time and space. Uh, Cause I don't even understand how that would work. Oh, me know? neither. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I feel like that would, it's got to be the, the biggest, uh, I don't know, the biggest question. And I think that, that we, po- we asked a lot of that in simulation theory was, well, if we're colliding with other universes, is that kind of like mods, you know, with a video game? Is something controlling us and they're just putting a new piece of software in, which actually adds an- another, you know, MPC that's you or, you know, because we definitely double. There's definitely, you know, I've seen, there's probably tens of, if not more than that, of people that look exactly like you and I, and, you know, they're completely from the other side of the world or or something. So it's, it's, or even just in this country, I, I think it's, it's weird how we're so individualized but we're, we double and triple and quadruple and we're, we're just right there. So that's kind of a big thing where, where we talked about in simulation theory where it's like, well, that kind of seems like, you know, like in Fallout, you know, there's only like 30 facial
0: textures and you're like, well, they just, you know, we're just on a bigger scale. Right, I was just <laughs> going to say that, like, because I, I played World of Warcraft for years when I was in high school. And, you know, that whole, there's all the different realms but they're all the same realm. You know what I mean? It's like, you can just go on a different server, but it's still the same area. And I I just kind of leads to my spiritual belief that we are just like avatars here or something in this, whether it's a spiritual matrix, a physical simulation, a computer program, I have no clue, but like you just said, there's only so many molds you can have and only so many different (laughs) combinations of stuff. It just makes you wonder, man. And then you see like people from they'll, they'll say it's like time travelers in history. Like, Oh, look at this actor. He's just a time traveler. It's like, well, what if, what if that was just his avatar or an avatar of that time? And they just haven't really updated the facial features or things like that. You know, it just. That would be,
1: it, it, it was, it's such a big question because you're talking about like individual consciousness, like how we perceive the world. So mm-hmm. is, is that how the time and space, maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's just something that we're aware of internally it's it's such a it's it's one of those things where you start talking about and your head hurts because you're like, right. "Oh man, I can't really fathom that." but that's you know going tying that into your into a paranormal sense. Uh, I think explaining explaining you see a lot of stuff on the internet. And you don't know if any of it's like, you don't know if half of it's just somebody playing around with, you know, after effects or something like that. And Mm -hmm. generally you can tell because they're pretty janky, some of those videos Mm -hmm. and and pictures. But when you have your own experiences of stuff, especially if you've had a physical experience with like, you know, I've had some friends that have told me these experiences where they've had, you know, been held down by like a large black hand and sleep paralysis and like on their head or their chest and they couldn't move and. I I have had a couple experiences where I didn't have sleep paralysis, but people that slept over my house had sleep paralysis. So, and they would explain that there was always somebody sitting at the edge of my bed and they would be able to sit up and they couldn't make any noises and they would just be staring at them. And it would happen, happen to two people. And one person has had their own experiences a lot in their own house, but I think it's just, that, that, that I can't explain because he said he saw like full features, like the person wasn't, it was just like, like an apparition, but fully there. And mm-hmm. that, that, those I can't explain, that's gotta be, that's gotta be like where, where the matrix, matrix is glitching. I think that the dark things and the things where you're physically, you know, interacting,
0: that's gotta be some interdimensional yeah, and i've had i can relate to that because i have had that experience growing up a lot where it's just a black mass just that you feel like you can't breathe it feels like it's crushing you and uh, you know it, it feels like it's lasting forever but it might only be a minute or two but um it's really interesting that he was able or she was able to see something on your bed because this is a problem i've always had anytime i have sleep paralysis I'm always alone. And the few times I've had it since I've met my wife, it's almost like she's in her own little like bubble during it because she, she won't even notice there's one time she said she could see me like moving or, or trying to move. It looked like, but again, I'm in like a completely different universe where something's literally on top of me, you know, but she didn't see anything and she's had it a few times too sitting right next to me i mean i'm wide awake on the bed and i had no clue any of this was going on you know so it's it's really fascinating i i don't know where to
1: i think we're dealing in the same realm as aliens you know if there are other if there are other extraterrestrial species i would say the majority of them probably do not even compute with our laws of physics and science and what we what we even perceive so yeah putting your putting somebody in almost like a a bubble and just having that interaction that's that that's that's not how i think of ghosts you know that's Mm -hmm. how i think about being abducted by an alien or you know having having some type of interdimensional you know contact and i think a lot of people don't expand out they're just like oh it's just an alien abduction i'm like yeah well you have Aliens could be interdimensional, could be hyperdimensional, you know, it's, it's to the point where most abduction stories that people talk about, they talk about communicating with them without even if they do have a physical interaction with a being, it's, it's through the mind. So that's already beyond the capabilities of what we can do, but we must be able to do it because if we can communicate with another entity like that, whether they're controlling it or not. We, we have the capability to do that. So I think we're interdimensional beings ourselves, and that could also be why we glitch
0: with yeah. infinite
1: yeah. infinite universes.
0: I, I would agree with that. And I do think we do have a lot of these capabilities and a lot with the alien abductions, when you really look at a large amount of cases and stuff, it, it there is a very spiritual aspect to it. And it almost seems either angelic or demonic depending on the person's experience whether it was they they got some type of knowledge from it or they felt a sense of calm or the opposite they felt tortured or whatever and it just makes you wonder like going back to like biblical times where people just having these experiences with these entities from another dimension and they didn't have the language for it so they called it an angel or who knows man it's
1: that's my big. That was my biggest question when it came to learning about that. Uh, was man, it's got to be an interpretation. I mean, it's. I mean, the Bible is one of the newer religious right. texts. So, and it's. But it's a lot of. It's ninety percent metaphor. Metaphorically written. So, and it also gets revised every single year. So, it's not the same as the original of whatever the interpretation was. And I would say it's, it must be not to get on the ancient alien train, but it's gotta be a misinterpretation of, of what they saw. Cause I mean, clearly in our physical, in our physical realm from all of history, other than what it's described, angels aren't here. There's no winged beings. So they, if whether they saw winged beings, I mean, it could be an extraterrestrial being that comes down, and there's a lot of a lot of compelling evidence that uh, there was uh, some alien contact, especially in the Bible, the way, they, the way the way that it's written, and it's and on on top of uh, certain drug use as well. You know, like DMT with mm-hmm. I believe the burning bush was an acacia plant. And that's very high concentration of dimethyltryptamine and you breed that bad boy and probably have a pretty, pretty decent experience with Mm -hmm. an entity. Uh, But yeah, I think, I think a lot of that was definitely misinterpretation of either technology or actually seeing something that hasn't made its presence known unless you're in a, but maybe a dream state. I can't explain the ones when I'm fully conscious though. And it's not interacting like that. Like the one in the basement, you know, those, those, I can't really explain that's, but those dream state ones where you're either suffering or you're in a blissful state, those that's, that's almost targeted. You know, that's, there's, there can't be something not deliberate about that interaction, you know, energy wise. That that always freaks me out too. It's like, man, like you go move from place to place to place, and you have this weird thing creeping around the door. You're like, dude, come on, stop following me. That's just
0: creepy. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, so do, do you think that thing you saw in San Diego was the same thing from Connecticut?
1: Uh, it sure is. I mean, it sure I, as
0: hell looks like it. Yeah, because I tend to believe that too. Because I've went from my parents' house that we kind of grew up and we moved in there in 2003 and I lived there till 2016. And then the next house I moved in with my wife, it was kind of, we had some weird experiences. And I always just wonder, like, I don't want to say haunted, but it's like, am I haunted? <laughs> you know, it's like, am I the one that's attracting these things and they just follow me or, cause that, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think things stay to a specific area? Like, uh, past energy negativity stuff like that that just kind of stay stuck or do you think it does tend to follow you around i'm not sure i
1: think uh because it's not it wasn't consistent throughout my whole life right so i don't know if you stumbled upon something or something latched on to you because they they that whatever entity that is feels comfortable around you because nothing i've ever nothing in that sense i've ever seen you know was nefarious it was just more curious than anything and just kind of creepy like you're watching somebody sleep you know (laughs) i mean that's it's just more it's just weird so i i I hope it's whatever i'm seeing if it's you know if it is anything that's uh is energy of people that i might have known then i guess that's the comforting thing that you're like oh it's one of my friends just being a dick you know and but in the grand scheme of things something's something figured out you know that it can attach itself without you being able to
0: see it only when it wants you to see it right you're receptive to it it's almost like it knows you can see it and if these things are interdimensional like why wouldn't it be able to just pop in whenever (laughs) it yeah yeah it's like you know i haven't
1: I haven't poked around the corner in a couple of weeks. Let me just, you know, wake him up real quick and, you know, make him look at directly at me, and then I'll just uh, slip away and freak him the hell out. Right. You know, yeah. that would be, you know, that be it's it's
0: it's it almost like a of, trickster spirit. You know, it's like just something there yeah. to just kind of mess with you. Like, did you have anything? I'll just say weird. Like, did anything substantial happen after any of these? i guess encounters or sightings like or see you
1: know i never kind of took
0: account of
1: that mm-hmm. you know i never was like hmm did i smash my bumper into a pole the day after or they stub my toe you know i'll if i if i do ever see it again then i'll definitely try to take note and and see if something happened right before or something happened right after um yeah. i would say if anybody's still seeing that stuff these interdimensional beings are playing with fire in our universe (laughs) (laughs) our our universe is real tricky right now so you guys might want to take a vacation from creeping on
0: us from corners i know it's you always see those memes where it's like the aliens in the spaceship and it's like nope they haven't learned yet nope they're they're still doing this not time to show ourselves oh man that's hilarious um what was i going to say so you also you guys also dive into cryptids a little bit um what is the what is your favorite cryptid you've covered on your show mothman for mothman. sure yeah we have a
1: couple more we're we're only going to do one cryptid episode a season from now on just cuz we have a lot of other we're doing extra debriefings and, and a lot more content and but in a different direction but we're doing we're trying to get into a little bit more par- paranormal stuff true crime stuff cults and you know expand a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah cryptids uh mothman that is such a interesting interesting cryptid that and it goes hand in hand with a lot of sightings of other cryptids we've we've kind of made the connection where we've done the jersey devil and chupacabra where it's been and even Skinwalker Ranch where there's certain sightings of of creatures that are very similar to what is described in Point Pleasant, West Virginia and that whole Appalachia area. So, that one's my favorite cuz it's a
0: very it's it's ominous, it, it like brings yeah. some type of destruction or bad news. It's it it's it's an interesting one, man. Um I was going to ask you throughout your research, have you? because <clears throat> me and my wife had a very weird encounter sighting thing. It only lasted about two seconds and it was in January of 2020. And I just want to know if you've ever heard anything like this because I still can't really explain it, but we were we had to run to a pet smart to pick up some dog food or whatever. and we were just sitting in the parking lot and we were trying to get my son to fall asleep by driving around. And he had fallen asleep. And we were just sitting there talking for a second. And they have these, like, in any parking lot, you know, they have the big, giant uh, kind of spotlight in there. Yeah. And this PetSmart is at the end of this, like, uh, plaza, I guess you would call it. And uh, on the side of it, it, it goes back. And there's, like, a little utility road to, like, go behind the building and whatnot. And they have a dumpster and stuff back there. But there's a street light. And we both just happened to look up right by the streetlight and I saw what looked like, it looked like a boot, like an old leather boot and like a pair of pants floating in the air. And it looked like a Cape. Like, I, I just don't know how to quite explain this. It was like a Brown and gray Cape. And we saw this thing hovering for like half a second and it like, pulled the cape over itself and just vanished and we were like like she saw it too and like my first thought was like was that a bird like what what did i just see but then it was like so clear i saw a boot and this cape thing pull over like the best way i can kind of describe it is like have you seen uh like any of the batman movies where he's like standing on the building and then yeah he pulls his cape over and he just vanishes and it's like it looked kind of like that, but it was almost like an invisibility cloak from Harry Potter, too. It was the most bizarre thing, and it just vanished. And we both saw it, and we were like, what the hell was that? It happened maybe one, two seconds tops.
1: Yeah, and- that's another thing with cryptids, too, is a lot of them seem to pick pick up in areas where there's a lot more paranormal activity than usual you usually get the trifecta you get the cryptid sightings the ufo sightings and the paranormal ghost sightings are heightened all in those areas especially like west virginia and you know new england and you know upstate new york that whole area is is notorious for for stuff like that and out in the southwest there's always it's always like a high energy almost like a portal because a lot of these cryptids seem to come in and out especially what we talked about with mothman it was in like the tnt area which used to be government-owned land they made ammunition on that so what could you know but also the fact that it's it was you know federal government property is could it have been the location if there was a portal or anything because there seems to be especially a lot with bigfoot sightings there's always a A lot of ufo sightings that come with that so i think i think the portal the in and out what you you might have seen something that was in in the realm
0: and just was like oh shit they saw me and out it was the weirdest thing because it's just like what the hell was that and then we had another one and i don't know if you've heard anything like this before either but we were driving same same situation trying to get my son to fall asleep and uh we're just driving on this kind of back road that leads to another town and it's, it's about a 25 minute drive and we're just driving driving and all of a sudden this little red like maybe like the size of a golf ball maybe a little bit smaller just floated in front it was glowing it floated in front of the windshield and it seemed like it was going in like slow motion like everything slowed down for two three seconds and this little red orb that looked like there was some type of wings fluttering just floated right across the windshield and then just disappeared and it was like it wasn't a bug i can tell you that but it was like i almost want to say maybe like a fairy or something you saw a
1: sprite or something yeah like that's that's see that that's also compelling too i want to get more into those types of cryptids because people don't associate that with cryptids you know it's like oh it's a fairy tale you know it's usually like usually like kid stories but fairies there's just some pretty nasty stories about fairies and folklore about sprites and they can be you know but yeah seeing that just in the middle of the woods and the wings kind of give it away you know if it was just a orb like and it it's slow and like you said it made it slow slow down like that would be i would be like man I, did i just see like an alien probe or something like that go by me because right. but the fact that you saw like wing, wings fluttering that's
0: Might have saw something living. It was weird, man. And again, my wife saw it too. She can vouch for it. It, it, Two, three seconds, maybe, tops. But it was just like, what the hell was that? Like, how do you explain something like that? And the reason I say fairies too is because my wife has had some interesting stuff with what she calls fairies. And there's a we're about an hour from Saratoga Springs. I don't know if you're familiar with that area in upstate New York, but they have like all these um, like natural spring water and stuff. And it's a whole little uh, park, state park and everything. And you can go and you can get the natural spring water and stuff like that. And it's a pretty cool little area, but she had a very weird encounter there a few years ago before we even met where she was just walking and stuff with her son. And on this little stream, she just like looked over and for like a glance saw like little, little people, you know, like little fairies and little things like kind of dancing around in this stream. And then when she like double took, it just disappeared. And it's like, again, she wasn't on any drugs, I can tell you that. It's just how do you explain these weird little like glimpses into alternate realities and things like that? yeah you know now that now that i think about
1: it we spent a lot of time in lake george as a kid we used, i used to go up there once a year and same here i guess just in the you know the same proximity but there's a big thing about we talked about with uh ben hansen he had the show he has the show about ufo sightings in hudson valley and how it's like a massive massive hot spot for that and i believe uh what's his name was it uh was it Whitley Schreiber wrote a couple mm-hmm. books about his experiences in that area. And I have spent some, a lot of camping time in that area. And whether you're seeing fireflies, usually the same, usually notoriously yellow or, or white, sometimes like a, some people don't realize that they're like green. Sometimes you can see yeah. some of them, but uh, like when seeing red lights and different color lights that are pretty unnatural to see, I I'm pretty sure that I've had a couple of those experiences out in those woods where you're looking out in the woods and it's just complete darkness, but you just see lights could be your eyes playing with you, but never anything as definite as like something that just flew right in front of the car or
0: came that close. Yeah. And that's, that's where, I mean, I grew up in, in Kingston, New York, but in, that's right outside of Poughkeepsie. And uh yeah, man, it's just, do you remember exactly where you were in upstate? Uh, that was, was the
1: town. There's a small town outside of Lake George. There's was the town. Uh, was it not Glens Falls? Is it Glens Falls?
0: Glens Falls is pretty close. Yeah, it was Glens Falls, I believe. That's where we were at. Yep, And Glens Falls actually has a lot of. I don't know if you get into Tartaria or anything like that, but there's some old buildings that have a lot of windows that are underground <laughs> and stuff like that. It's it's an interesting area.
1: Yeah, people people don't think when people out here you know, when you say New York, unless they're from New York, they they just think New York City. They exactly. don't think that there's an entire state that's the size of New England in in itself. So, but lots of lots of. I've had a lot of weird UFO sightings in Connecticut. That's the biggest. Other than those dark shadows, it's the the I've seen triangles, and uh, had one reoccurring. I don't. I wouldn't call it sleep paralysis because I'd wake up and I'd remember it. But when I was a kid, uh, one reoccurring dream where I'd look out the window and see this. Not like close encounters of the third kind, but had the same lighting pattern, but way smaller red, orange, yellow lights, and it was almost like almost like an aluminum like child's toy, like you know it looked very blocky with different sections. It wasn't very aerodynamic looking but that's all I remember. It happened to me about three times as a kid waking up and just looking out these windows from my bedroom and I also had skylights in that house too, so that was always freaky uh to look up and there's a window directly above you so I don't know if that uh helped and aided in that experience but it was always like
0: it wanted me to see it yeah and that's so fascinating like because I was just talking to another podcaster from uh, the red thread podcast and it's almost like these things present themselves to you in a manner that you're going to recognize it you know so if you were younger and you're seeing kind of a blocky un aerodynamic ufo flying saucer type thing maybe as a i don't know what age you were but maybe as a smaller child like you had seen something and that was kind of like what it manifested as like something that you would be familiar with to know because if it showed up as a ball of energy you might not have thought that you know what i mean yeah yeah
1: yeah and i think it was probably like 8 10 and 11 like mm-hmm. those are probably the three, three different times. Okay. But that w- it would also come with this is where I guess I could say there's a little bit of sleep paralysis. It would also come with the and it's funny that you mentioned like the dark crushing feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh I never saw anything, but I always had this reoccurring dream about three or four times. Uh and I, I can't, I I would say I was younger than than that. Uh, it was probably like five, six, seven, something like that. But it was almost like I was in this, I'd wake up in this dark room because the skylight was right above my bed, which is a terrible Mm -hmm. placement by my parents. Mm Uh, um, and this, but I was in this dark room with just black pipes and I was just sitting on this black box and it was almost like something was getting pushed down my throat. That was unnaturally large, you know, like, like a couch being pushed down your throat, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's what it felt like. And I would always, it'd get to a point where it hurt and then I'd wake up. And hmm. that happened about three times. And then three times a couple of years later with that craft in a different, I was in a different bedroom in that one. So same house, but very, those are the, those, those, those are weird. And then in my, when I was about 24, uh, I saw, I would, I would call it the TR3B, but I saw that twice in, in Connecticut and it's within the mile of each other within two years of each other. And one of it, one, the first time I thought it was a helicopter and you know, helicopters in that central Connecticut area are pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, Oh man, look, like, I looked out, no rotor sound, nothing floated on by covered the, and it was a really cold night. So you know how, when it's cold and clear, you can see yeah, you know, straight up into, into you're either seeing stars or blackness or the tops of your trees and it it just covered everything. And I was like, what the hell was that? So I followed it for a little while and then it just disappeared after me following it for about 20 minutes in, in one direction, super slow. And I followed it up this road called the Berlin Turnpike. And it's like, it's like maybe 10, 10, 10, 10 and a half miles of just strip malls. And I just followed it by itself, called my called one of my old guitar players and was like, dude, I completely saw. One of those triangles that you're talking about, because my drummer at the time had had a time loss episode a couple weeks before, and we all kind of tied it together because we were all with each other all the time. So, but he he has those sleep paralysis dreams where he has this giant hand with these long fingers that hold his face down, and he saw something on the neighbor's roof, like a long, slendery creature that crawled over the roof and went over the back of it. And then lost about three hours of his life afterwards so he doesn't remember it so and this all happened around the same time so we kind of credit it to that but i'm more i'm more leaning off of what i saw was probably a government vehicle because of we used yeah. to see a lot of black helicopters in that area mm-hmm. too so that's it was uh it's kind of one of those i mean there's the groton sub base that's over there and you have uh, i think there's a pretty big air force base in massachusetts that's right there as well so we we were always seeing stuff like that, but I did see that craft again a couple of years later. And my ex-girlfriend was with me at the time and she saw it and she was like physically ill. Cause she's been seeing it. And I was, I was like, Oh, that's it. That's what I saw. So I think that was a government vehicle, but the, uh, the whole experience with my other, with my drummer, the, the fingers and the hand, mm-hmm. uh, that is That's actually an interesting. I I keep thinking of different things. I'm like, oh, that's myself. I don't have that many stories, but kind of do. Not directly, I guess, with me, but I have a lot of friends that have had some weird things happen to them. And this this one was this one I actually wrote to like a UFO person in Philadelphia. And he was like, dude, I I really want to talk to your friend. (laughs) Cause Yeah, I I want to talk to him now too. (laughs) He had a um He doesn't really talk about it too much, but I when every time I do see him, if if I talk to him every once in a while, uh, I'll be like, Yeah, you still having those those dreams? Because he did have one, he had one in a van on tour and it happened, and he didn't like they were in the middle of nowhere. I think they were in like New Mexico, and he woke up and there was this giant black hand holding his face down and just completely aware, but couldn't see anything else. It was just a bright light and a hand and but he knew he was still in the the van but i'd be really interested it's the time the time uh what were the things that he he experienced he was he was doing something on emails he he was like one of those night people he'd stay up all night and like 2 something in the morning he went to put a movie on and felt sick ended up going to the bathroom came back out and then as he was coming back out he was like i oh i smell this like weird gross it almost smelled like he said it almost smelled like there was a dead animal outside his house so he went outside and looked outside the front door and he was looking across the street and on the the top of the house there was this he said he said it was like 10 feet long with long arms and like crawling almost like those videos you see like from russia or like the slender man looking creatures yeah and it just scurried across the top of the house and went over and then he saw a deer walk across the road and that's always like deer, owl, or always this weird. If you see yeah. something like that, I mean, it wasn't uncommon to see a deer, but to see it at that moment and then smelling that, and then he felt really sick. So he went to the bathroom, and when he came back out, the movie was over. So that's it was weird. like two two and a half hours in a ten minute time. He was in the bathroom, and I was like, sure, he didn't pass out, and like he, dude, wasn't on drugs. Was straight edge dude, he didn't do anything or drink or anything. He was just, mm-hmm. he was just you know got plenty of sleep cuz he woke up at 4 p.m. so you know he he's just and then ever since he's had those experiences so i that's, think yeah that's it's there's the physical <sighs> aspect and then there's the the metaphysical and then the the psychological aspect of it and that's where i don't think we're dealing with the same exact thing or even the same exact universes
0: Right. I mean, that's that's so fascinating, man. I mean, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with that one because the lost time thing, that's always for me, it's a confirmation. I've had a few experiences with lost time and I've experienced them with my wife, and it's it's the weirdest thing. Like we'll be like, Oh, what time? It will get my son to sleep. It'll be like eight o'clock, eight thirty, whatever. And then we'll sit down. And it only happens when like my son is asleep, and all of a sudden it'll be midnight. And it's like we're talking the whole time. We had a five-minute conversation, it felt like, and then all of a sudden, three hours have passed. And it's just the eeriest feeling. I, I don't know how to quite explain it. It's just eerie, you know? It's like it, you, you, you glitched for a second and lost some time, but it didn't actually interact with you. Right, right. Just, it's uh, like yeah. we were like kind of going back to that like bubble thing I was talking about it's like almost like we were in this little bubble and we're talking for five ten minutes but the rest of the world spun around while we were you know still <laughs> just in this little pocket I, I don't know how to explain it because it's not like we fell asleep or anything it's not like I, I don't know so yeah I mean if your friend is ever willing to talk I would I would love to talk with him and he can come on anonymously if he wants I don't <laughs> I don't care
1: but yeah I'll have, to, I'll have to i'll have to try to get a hold of him and see if he's see if he's interested in that i know my friend with the uh if i can get a hold of him he's a busy dude but if i the kid with the house with the um he had names for some of the entities in that house too like uh you know there's the one that because he lived in the attic that was his bedroom and it was so creepy uh but he said he had different two different entities that would watch him while he was sleeping and i'd be really interested in seeing if he wanted to talk about some of that stuff because his he still lives in that house so it's he just lives with it and completely okay with it so it's actually frankie on our show has i did an episode it's only on youtube and i don't think it's i actually don't think it's still on there but we did a a, like a 10 minute conversation about ghost stories together in the beginning of this podcast and uh and he mentions how uh some of his picture frames will be turned over in his house in his apartment with him and his girlfriend huh. and it's only like it's only certain ones it's only uh but he says in the house he grew up with he had the same thing so like and then uh but him and his girlfriend actually have had sleep paralysis uh and or not sleep not really sleep paralysis, but they've had the same dreams, so that's that's really interesting is that they were having for over the summer this past summer they were having they were talking about their dreams and she was like well i had the same exact dream last night so they're actually interacting and the the dream is about seeing someone in the house so but they're seeing the same person and that freaked him out a little bit but that's
0: that's fascinating yeah he was like this keeps happening i gotta move (laughs) yeah no and Again, it's like I've had that with my wife. It happened, I want to say, over the summer. It was either between May and August. I don't remember exactly, but I've always had very lucid dreams. And I had this absolutely bizarre dream that I was taken to, like, this underground, very, like, neon-lit, like, Asian-style city. But it was all underground. And there was they were having these like monster fights. Like I, the only way I can explain it is like these huge, it was like monster gladiator fight. It's very bizarre. And these things were very real looking, almost like Minotaur like, or possibly like government type hybrid things. I, I, I don't, don't remember exactly what it was, but they would have these things and they fight in these like cages, almost like UFC style and it was just the most like effed up dream. <laughs> I didn't, didn't think much of it. And then like two days later, my wife is talking. and She's like, yeah, this weird dream and blah, blah. And I was like, wait, and she, she described the dream that these like monsters were fighting each other underground and stuff. And I was like, did I tell you that? I don't remember telling you that dream. And she's like, no, I'm telling you my dream. And I was like, no, I had that dream too. <laughs> and I was like, we, we went back and forth and we were like, no, we had to, and I don't know if she had it the same night, but it had to be within a day or two of each other. And I don't know how do you explain that. <laughs> like- it's,
1: it's it's interesting. I'm wondering when a lot of the things that I've seen, or a lot of the things that some of the people that I know have seen, if it's at, around certain type time of the year. Um, I'm trying to think. A lot of it was in the winter. That was mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I I used to see. Um, but maybe it's because maybe you're getting towards like the summer solstice and winter solstice and the way that things, you know, the way that energy is, and I guess our position, I mean, any, any of it, we, we can't, there's, there's so much matter. We can't see with our own eyes or even detect with certain things, certain systems we have. And we don't, we, I mean, who knows if, you know, you, You could have, you know, like, like that one, like something as, as random as somebody getting on the freeway, the wrong direction and colliding with somebody like, was that person even was that car even ever supposed to be there? you know did it did it just get on the wrong like because when you get on I always think about that when you get on an off-ramp of a freeway it looks like an (laughs) off-ramp like it right there's signs are backwards you don't see anything you see people coming at you uh so it's always that's always kind of fascinated me it's like accidents or just random things are was that ever supposed to actually happen in your universe or did you just collide with something else that's why i feel like there's infinite there's thousands and thousands of me and maybe even thought processes could be intertwined in that we 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 know nothing about our conscious really and
0: right. and that kind so, of ties into deja vu a little bit that's when yeah. i and that's, that's, that's a whole, that. <laughs> yeah, that, there's like, that's a whole nother rabbit hole, man. Cause it's like, what if it is kind of like a video game and like you respawn, like <laughs> every time you yeah. deja vu, I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of different thoughts on that.
1: People it's, would think it might be your past life, but it actually could be something, someone else's life that's coinciding. Like you, they had a memory two weeks ago and you're mm-hmm. just, you're just kind of picking that up long term you know deja vu or like meeting another person i mean it could be because you saw another person it looks exactly like that person too uh like we said before but it's it's yeah we, we can't we can't tell that what we actually see i mean what like you know a tomato like might look different to you than than me or you know people will see something as green but it's actually blue but it's really blue but you're seeing it as green and
0: you're not actually colorblind so like the way right you know, like what is your red you know like what yeah. is that's, that always fascinates me too because i have a four-year-old and he'll just mix colors up all the time he knows all the colors and he usually identifies them correctly but he'll look and this could be colorblindness i'm not ruling that out at all he's four years old but he's like he'll look at greens and yellows and call them the opposite blues and purples and it's Again, it could be just a little kid learning. I don't say it's anything paranormal or anything like that, but it just makes you wonder, like, what do other people see? That's something we'll never actually understand (laughs) until we figure out some type of technology that could maybe project it. But even then, it's like, what are other talk chair? Yeah, that's the way to manifest it. Yeah, man, and that's there's another interesting story. But <laughs> did you guys cover that one? Uh, our first episode, we covered it, but
1: we didn't go into depth about the chair. It was more about the whole project in itself. But we really, really, really want to revisit that because that's just manifesting, you know, like like your dream you're talking about where you're seeing monsters, you know, they do that in Stranger Things, but, you know, where you see monsters, you know, manifesting monsters is uh, directly supposed to have happened. in one account of somebody sitting in that chair where you can just like think it and it happens so that's that's there's there's so much creepy stuff and i think the fact that we were able to like we did we covered the philadelphia experiment in that too and that was where they i think they they cloaked the ship or made it disappear time travel and the
0: people were melted in the ship right yeah there was like people actually fused into the hull and stuff which
1: that that's that i mean that's that's next level but if that's if that's something that we were able to do then it completely entirely possible that every weird paranormal whether it's a craft creature and you know just an apparition is there's got to be a way to move about in other other areas that we can't even perceive but the, the weirdest part about it is the fact that we are able to see it and why and we asked if it, is it a glitch or is that something that's predetermined that you're supposed to you that entity either has the technology or the they're so hyperdimensional that they could just do it on a whim but why i always ask myself that every time i see something that freaks me out i'm like why me man like
0: why why, why do let's just leave right. me alone like
1: you know why do i now why do i have to think
0: about this Right. And yeah. I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, especially um, my friend Davey over at the red pill cartel podcast. He, we it's like, you're meant to see this for whatever your path is. And I, I believe everyone's had a paranormal experience. A lot of people might not know it, you know, or they just, they put it in the back of their head and they bury it and forget about it. But it does, it makes you wonder like, like for me, I know having a crazy lucid dream back in 2013 is what really kind of woke me up to conspiracy and made me really start diving into it and kind of going more down the spiritual route to figure out like what the hell was that you know and it's yeah I I would agree it's just certain people are prone to see it but then it also gets makes you wonder if you get into like the chakras and stuff or people's certain people, do they have their third eye open, maybe a little more or certain people's pineal glands, not as calcified as others. Like who knows? It really it could be,
1: you know, I mean, you look at, you take uh, brain scans of, of between serial killers and non-serial killers and they'd look different. Mm-hmm. So there, there could be a brain chemistry that is, it's, it's almost the same thing where we've, we've talked about it with, with this current, you know, pandemic we're in where it's there are certain people with certain blood types who are there's done you know studies were less susceptible to symptoms more susceptible to symptoms and then we've even talked about it with with ben hansen with actually there's there's he talks about it in uh his show uh about the hudson valley area where there's a lot of folks with rh blood type and that Mm -hmm. seems to be for some reason targeting there's a lot of encounters with people with that blood type. And, you know, it's, I think, I think he's d- did a couple of studies of finding it in other parts of the country and I'm sure there are other pockets, but it's, but it's very strange that it it's, it's gotta be something biological. We are very closed off and complexly, complexly wired creatures that we can't even access it without doing certain drugs i mean you know right there's there's you know like there's no way to act there's no way to really access your your pineal gland without actually you know smoking dmt or getting it through a study intravenously you know like you can you can blast off and you know other ways you know lsd and you know acid and all these other ecstasy and do all these other other things and mushrooms i think mushrooms are a very very big opening thing for a lot of people psychedelics don't i think they scare the shit out of people because of what you're probably going to see but that right. and in dmt you know doing a lot of research on never done it myself never been around i never had the had the opportunity okay. to be around anything like that but uh, from what i've seen from people i mean they they have a it's either you're you're communicating with geometric shapes that are entities or even entity looking things that the clockwork elves uh, and stuff yeah yeah it's just it's there's there's so much the, the we don't we're not able to access you know yeah. i mean i'm sure that there's a way without doing that stuff
0: well that's what's yeah. interesting about dmt is our brains do naturally produce it and yeah. like I, I don't know the science behind it i know we can produce it and i know it i'm pretty sure it happens when you die there's like a big release of that too. Yeah, it's supposed to make it not suck as bad, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so fascinating, but what you said too about the RH negative. My brother is RH negative and he was born in Kingston. I was actually born in Connecticut um and then we my my mom was living there at the time. But yeah, it's just fascinating, man. There's so many different things and my brother actually had more of the paranormal experiences growing up like I was I had the sleep paralysis stuff but he saw a physical entity like in his bedroom of a woman that lived in that house that we were later able to confirm because we were friends with the grandchildren of the people we bought the house it was their great-grandmother and it's again I don't know is that just something it manifested as because it was in that bedroom that she supposedly died in I
1: think about that. I'm like, is it actually, I mean, it could, if it would be, that would be, I guess freaky in itself, because you're like, man, I don't want to get stuck in that type of realm, but is, is that entity or that spirit of your lost loved one is, is they, are they, uh, how'd I say, are they not, you know, in like this lost weird solo realm, or are they in the world that they are supposed to be with of all the people that are already gone? And they're just, you're just seeing them because you're still in their physical space. So, right. you know, that, that could be in itself or it's something else that's coming in and manifesting itself as your, your grandmother or your neighbor or your friend's grandmother or something like that. So you don't freak out when you see what it actually is.
0: Um, right. And but, I, mean, I, I also wonder too, is it just like a negative entity that, you know, maybe there was, it, it, like let's say in that situation the woman died in there and let's say she was bedridden i don't know the full story but you know if there's a lot of trauma or like strange stuff like would it just attach to that image and it's not actually the the grandmother in that situation it's just something that's attaching to it uh, an energy that was there at one point you know that's kind of how i tend to think it would be because it would really suck if you were stuck <laughs> to a little yeah. 10 by 10 bedroom <laughs>
1: for all hey, of eternity Oh man and people you can't even people can't even hear you you're like hey i'm over mm-hmm. here and they're like no they're just freaked out by you when they see you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's i i've i've changed my stance over the over the years on what i think i'm seeing when it comes to ghosts because i've never really seen anything Actually, you know what? It's probably it was probably actually like a little kid, but we used to we my brother and I and a few friends uh had a, had another apartment here in San Diego, and one of the our patio was facing the side of another apartment and it was three different bedrooms. And the middle bedroom, there was never lights on in this house. And there was a few people that lived there, but they always had the shades shut and the lights were always off, even even at night. There's never lights on. and. There was, and, but you'd see they had we'd have like the those cheap white shades, yep. uh, and the vertical shades, and you'd see it like turn and turn it at night. You'd see it turn into a, a like a little triangle of darkness that the shades were being peered off to the side, and you wouldn't see anything, nothing. But you you know something was moving it, and and looking out the window, and then during the day you'd see a face, just a face. And it was a very pale little girl, black hair, just a face. And we, we started calling her window girl. And I think one of my friends has a picture of it. He snapped a picture. But she would stare at us through our patio window from under our living room for eight hours straight, like just pure. And then, and then it would go away. And then at night, you'd see it like we'd be sitting there talking on the patio. One of my friends would be having a cigarette and we'd look up and it's not there. And then you look up and then all of a sudden you just see that black triangle in the same spot every time. But you never saw anybody leave the house other than one lady. But we knew that there was a bunch of people living there. I don't know if they I don't know if they didn't pay the bills or electricity or whatnot, but they were expensive to live in. So I can't imagine them being like that and there was never any lights on so that was that was a whole year of that of that person just in you never see hands it would just be a face That was that's absolutely
0: terrifying i I mean it's creepy yeah the story you told with the the entity at the stairs and stuff that that creeped me out but this one i've got chills going up my back and Dude, that's that's,
1: and all of us saw it. Like we would be sitting yeah. there on the floor, like playing video games, and they're like, "Yo, you see it?" And they're like, well, "Yeah, try not to look."
0: Right. Well, like, even if it is like, let's just say it's a little kid. Like, what the hell is going on in there? That this kid is yeah. just staring out the window. <laughs> yeah, like, and no wonder why it's pale. It hasn't left the house.
1: But, right. Is like, it a
0: family of vampires living over there? Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's. That, that, it was. It was very eerie. It was, um, but. I've yeah we once we moved out of there we were we were very excited to to not be around that anymore.
0: But if you're yeah. if you're around that area, you should drive by one night and see if you see her again.
1: <laughs> just sit outside and just watch. Yeah, because our neighbors next door to us, they had the, their their unit was the same, you know, direction as us. And we were like, yo, you see that? And they're like, yeah. Sometimes the person's just staring at us for hours and i was like yeah no idea what that is but we'd stare back and it just stare right at you
0: like <sighs> yeah yeah that one's that one's terrifying <laughs> for, a little little freaky yeah yeah
1: i think wow. i think to my friend too that i that i had the stare the stare story uh they have uh he's got pictures i'll have to see if i can get him he's got pictures of his uh in his drum symbols you can see faces like looking down into the symbols while he's playing drums like somebody else is taking a picture but you can see in a different symbol it's like a distorted face like looking directly at and it's clearly somebody's face and it's not somebody else in the picture it was we didn't have like this was done right. with like a crank CBS Kodak camera you know this was mm-hmm. in, you know like 2004 you know that's, that's yeah interesting, he's got man. he's got lots of pictures he's got pictures of like where it's him playing. Where you can see somebody standing behind him. And but, but every time he, he showed him, he's like, look at this, look at this. He goes, that's that dude that walks around my house. So. <laughs>
0: Damn, that's crazy. Like, do, do you know if he's had any um, vocal encounters with any of these things?
1: Um, he would yell at them. Like, if like we'd be playing or something like that, I remember a few times where he'd be like, hey, and the thing would like run. Hmm. And like disappear. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, oh, that thing was behind you. Thanks. Thanks. You shouldn't have told me, Right? like. (laughs) Did they they ever communicate with him? Uh, I don't think it was anything. He never said he had anything like that. It was more of like a, he would have doors slam on him Mm -hmm. and, you know, see things in the corner of his eye or see that, see it walk up and down the stairs, hear things. My dad's old house was very old and rickety. And uh, it was a raised ranch as well. So the steps going down into the basement were like every Mm -hmm. step was just old wood and something would walk up and down those stairs all the time. That was,
0: it wasn't my dad. He was sleeping.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: that's always so creepy. I don't know. Maybe it's something with raised ranches because they're partially underground. Who knows? But it's like growing up, I would, I had multiple times over 10 times that this would happen and it would i'd be home alone or maybe not even home alone but like i would hear my dad call me down in the basement and i'd walk down there and he's not there he's he'd be out in the garage or he wouldn't be home but i mean it sounded exactly like him clear as day hey nico come on down and you'd go down and then just nothing there or vice versa you'd be downstairs and same thing Sorry, my dogs are going crazy upstairs. Maybe they're seeing, maybe they're seeing something right now. Yeah, man. Now they probably just have to go out. But yeah, man, this was a lot of fun. Uh, do you have any other stories? Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh,
1: the only, the only other one that actually comes to mind was around the same time as that basement story, um, where we saw we were out walking around. We used to go into cemeteries. I don't know why. It was something, something we did. Uh, but especially when it was like stupid cold, we'd be like, oh yeah, let's. we're bored. Let's not sit inside and do something warm. Let's go freeze our asses off in a cemetery.
0: That's got to uh, be a small town thing. I, there's, There's got to be something to that because it's. I was the same way. It's like you're in high school. You're just driving around your friends. Like, oh, let's go w- walk around. Is there something in the human spirit that's like, let's go communicate with the dead or be around like,
1: I don't know what I think, it is. I think we just want that. I think that was maybe the adrenaline rush was like, man, yeah. we're going to be around. There's a lot of dead people over here, so let's just go walk through it at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, the there was one cemetery. I think it was called Sacred Heart Cemetery. It's also in New Britain, Connecticut, on the other side of of town. And I mean, it's not a very big city. It's got like I think like ninety thousand people in it, but you know, it's just outside of Hartford and that whole area all my friends have like their house like oh yeah somebody walks around my house this and that but we were we were walking on the perimeter of the cemetery and my friend was walking and he saw there was like four of us but there was seven or eight shadows along the wall that we were walking and I was like How's that? So we were—I was trying—we were trying to move around. All of us, we saw it. We all saw it. We were trying to move around, like, kind of like move around each other to see if it was just us and making a light, like, trick, trick of the light. And we were like, no, these these things weren't moving. And then when we'd walk, it move with us, and it looked like four other people. And you know, but it was all way taller than us. And we'd look over into the cemetery and see nothing. And we were like, well, maybe it's gravestones you know, that we're seeing, but it wasn't like a constant shadow. It was back and forth moving around and so we left. We were like screw this. We're we're out of the cemetery. So we're walking down the street and this all up against this cemetery is this giant like big marble wall for like 3 blocks. And halfway through the first block we're walking up this hill and there's two extra shadows walking towards us that you see on the wall. And my friend one of my friends was like, Nope, I'm out of here. Like, and he turned around and walked and then they backed up and we could see it. Cause it was like 20 feet in front of us along the wall. And we were like, cause the streetlights were illuminating whatever was there. And we were just looking to see if it was anything, but it wasn't anything. It was just two shadows walking towards us. They would walk back. We'd walk back and we ended up, ended up, I think we ended up running. We were like, this is too <laughs> weird. And, but it was like the middle of the night, just dipping around and uh that was that was pretty creepy actually a lot of the stuff that's happened to me has happened with the same one person so it might be it might be that person that's really that's really making that happen um but i also have another one other one other story with band with a band practice we we were in this it was an old warehouse in willimantic connecticut and we were on the second floor it was a bunch of band practice spaces And it was 24 hours, so you could be there at night. But the third and fourth floor were on, there was nothing in it. It was just an empty 100-yard warehouse, just open space on both floors. So we would always hear, especially being there really late at night, if I was there by myself or I was there with just one other person, you'd always hear laughing in the hallways, giggling. And the, the bathroom was all the way down at the end of the hallway. And the light was on, but it was this, like, really, like, olive green carpeted yellow painted wall just it looked like a horror movie and all of our rooms on every side but you'd hear little kids laughing at night and that was one of the creepiest things and especially if you were by yourself you would hear like giggling and cackling and I'm like there's no there's no children in here and that was freaky so one of my guitar players decided to take an old camcorder and put it on the third floor overnight at the top of the stairs and just face it directly all the way down into the, the warehouse. And it got about three and a half hours in, and it just went static, just tape died, battery. And I was like, "What well, did you do the battery die? And it wasn't like, oh, the battery died. It was like knocked over and then done, like off. And we watched it, and we tried to see if you could see anything coming towards it, but something clearly knocked it over and turned it off. So, and I don't think it was anybody up there because everybody that was practicing in that place were like, no, nah, I don't go up those stairs. I yeah, stop that's, right here. Yeah. That's so creepy, man. Old, <laughs> uh, they, I've had another band practice space too where the first floor was an old mannequin factory and they still had like a bunch of like the machines and mannequins. And at night when you're going through the freight elevator, going up to the third floor or something, you're just like, dude, I'm walking
0: past figures. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> That's creepy, man. It's about the bulk of what I've got. That, dude, I was <laughs> at the beginning of it. You're like, yeah, I might have one or two stories. <laughs> yeah, you got to like...
1: really get on a on a, on a tangent and, and start really thinking about, I forget about a lot of those things that happen. And I have to, some of them are just, they're, they're all memorable, but mm-hmm. there's, I'm sure there's more that I could probably like deep down, you know, been in the woods and just, going to like a woods party and getting lost and seeing weird things in the woods, probably, probably coyotes and maybe a bear or something, but it definitely didn't feel like it. Or you feel like you're being watched by something else. And, and just that area of the country too, has old cemeteries, like 16, 17 hundreds people that lived for like 22 years, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) old, old, old graves, old churches, old plots. And, and thousands of years of uh native history as well so we really don't have uh <laughs> solid ground over there if if you know you know yeah. I mean? maybe that's why things always happen in the raised ranches you know the basements because you're just you dug up 30 people by accident to build that house in the 50s you know yeah, and that's what
0: that's what i always wonder there's got to be something with it underground because When my parents moved out of that house, the house had sunk about six or eight inches from the time they moved in. And it's just so many weird things about that place. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, dude. Um, Dave, this was a lot of fun, man. Um, We definitely got to do this again. And especially if we can get the other two guys on as well. We can get Frankie
1: and Mike on here. That'd be awesome. We can definitely yuck it up (laughs) for quite some time
0: yeah man but um we'll wrap it up here but uh tell everyone again where they can find you uh you got anything else to promote i know you you guys have a patreon too right yes so you can find everything we're on all
1: social medias uh you can find pretty pretty much you can find everything about us on hushhushsociety.com that's the one-stop shop for our whole whole podcast you can get all the episodes, you can click all the links depending on where you want to listen to those episodes. We have blogs, we have news, you can write a review. Uh, we have the links to the Patreon. We have links to our Discord, which we're about to start doing X-Files watch parties with the public weekly, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Patreon is www.patreon.com slash Hush Society. We have two tiers on that. Uh, we have our Hushling tier, which is $5, which Get some pretty fun segments. Uh, we have a a news segment that we put out every month, and Mike has a erotic reading. It's basically cryptid porn. It's disgusting, but it's it's hilarious. Um <laughs> it's it's really good. The the ones that we've released so far have uh been a smash. They're pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining. Um, and then we have the Hustronaut tier, which is three bucks, which I don't believe it gets the the erotica. So you you, you miss out on that but we have a couple adult content (laughs) yeah yeah we have a it's funny i think one of the people that actually signed up was mike's mom and she was like what the hell is this (laughs) it was uh it's pretty funny but yeah that that patreon's evolving it's definitely going to get a little bit deeper we're going to start doing debriefings on there uh i think on the 20th we're going to be releasing i think it's going to be for both tiers I might be wrong, but uh, $2 difference uh, on Kurt Cobain. I think the 20th, we're doing a, a debrief, a full debriefing on that. So we're going to start doing debriefings in the Patreon as well. But I'm sure eventually at some point they'll all be coming out and on the the public platforms, you know, probably a year or so from now. I think we've we've spoken about that. But yeah, you can check us out. Every other Monday, we drop... An episode we drop random do we do so we do a cryptid chronicles once a season and it's our take some podcasters out out in the woods and have a campfire and have a nice little chat about cryptids uh like you said we just did the Loch Ness monster with uh pentacles and tentacles they're great those two girls um their podcast is a lot of fun uh and we have our declassified discussions which is our talk show with all our guests but yeah one-stop shop man hushhushsociety.com we are starting our fifth season on the 31st of january um and our we're getting into uh holocaust revisionism which is going to be a very interesting sensitive weird not sure how i feel about it topic but it's going to be like four parts that we're probably going to end up releasing throughout the next six months or so we're not going to devote an entire half of a season on it but season five is going to be a banger we got some serious serious uh topics and controversial topics and we're just kind of going no holes barred into it so if you've liked the episodes like crop circles you're gonna probably get more episodes with
0: stuff like that so that's we're excited awesome, man that's awesome well uh, yeah I, I really enjoyed our conversation and we're gonna to have to do it again and hopefully we can get the whole crew together and do it (laughs) yeah i'll definitely definitely talk to them and
1: we'll try to get uh get everyone everyone set up and and on
0: because you guys are on the same time zone so shouldn't be too hard to coordinate yeah man well with that being said we will plan something for the future and for tonight i hope you have a great night man it was a pleasure talking to you yeah thanks thanks for having me on man all right (laughs) And that's the show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you know what to do: uh, jump on to Apple Podcasts, go down to the reviews, leave a five-star review, and write me a nice little message. You know, tell me what you like about the show, tell me your favorite episode, tell me what you don't like about the show, but leave me a five-star review. You know, that'll help the show grow and uh, boost me up in the ranks there. And uh, yeah, I appreciate every single one of my listeners, and. Would love to hear from you guys. That I, you know, really look at feedback and see what I can do better, and always trying to improve this show. Um, and the other thing I'm asking you guys to do is to share the show. If you enjoyed it, share it. Share it on social media. Share it with your friends. Tell someone about it. Whatever you got to do. But uh, that really helps the show grow and reach new audiences and get new guests on and things like that. Is if you enjoyed an episode post it on your Instagram, post it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you do your social media stuff, you know, post it. And, uh, yeah, I always appreciate hearing from, uh, new listeners and past listeners. And it's always, uh, it's always good to hear from your fans. So it's really cool. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate every single one of you and I will see you on the next episode.